For all of you who listen to Mac East Second Floor Studios present Submersion and own an Android device, do me a favor. Go to the Google Play Store and download the Podcast Republic app. It's a fantastic app that allows you to get all of your favorite podcasts directly on your Android device. I personally use the app, and I love it. I can search for the podcasts I want to listen to, select them as favorites, and have them all just a click away. Make sure to set Mackie's Second Floor Studios as a favorite so you don't miss any of our new episodes. Again, the app is the Podcast Republic app, available on Android devices. Episode 53! Woo! And wow, yeah, what a movie for this one! What a great one! I mean, I gotta say, the the trapped uh cycle is going off the rails. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Like, this one is, I was watching on Tubi TV, a legitimate website, not a sponsor. Um, that is no one really even knew what it was, but apparently it had this movie. And then the next one, next movie, we ended up having to find on YouTube. Yes. There's nowhere, literally nowhere else. <laughs> nowhere. Then the, then the one after that is even crazier because it's not on YouTube. It's not available from the library. It's not available anywhere. The only place it was available, literally only one copy available was a $20 buy instantly on eBay. So Guess who got it? This guy. This guy <laughs> is going to get it. But it's funny because then it, it does beg the question of who we're making these episodes for because... <laughs> <laughs> who the hell is going to watch even watch the movie? I guess we yeah. are we are helping them not watch the movies. Is that the idea? Yeah, sure. yeah, we'll yeah, go with that. Not? And yeah. anyways, they're trapped with us. Yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't say that we're off the rails here. I'd say that we're in full effect with the trapped, you know, idea. Yeah, we are trapped. I felt trapped by you guys for having to watch this and record a an episode about it. I felt very trapped watching this film. <laughs> yeah. Because it was so captivating and I couldn't possibly look away. I was right. Trapped exactly. by their icy dialogue and For heated that cri- tempers. And yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, before we even get <laughs> into that, uh, just to let everyone know, we are now are on podcastmen.com, which is all Minnesota podcast. Mm. Place to go check out anything. That's not where I thought you were going with that. Oh, where'd po- you think I was going? Podcast with that? men, like oh, podcast men or men. Oh, men, men. Well, this is podcast men, M I N N. So we are on there. So go check it out. Great. Look for a bunch of other Minnesota shows. Even though we're three and- three fifths Ohioan. <sighs> yes, we take a weighted average. Right. Okay. and do not forget to send us any of your listener questions we love to get those when was the last time we got one it's been a really long time a really long time (laughs) so So definitely send it to mac east second floor studios at gmail.com and remember it's not second like spelled out it's second like two n d yeah right when i said that before you said it made no sense yeah that's because you said it was rambling you said it so quickly yeah i like really spelled it out you did. But don't spell out second. It's 2ND. There right. you go. Yeah. It is. I think I just made it confusing. Well, you, you have to every once in a while. <sighs> uh, right. So recently we have all lived through the snowpocalypse. Well, not Brom, but me and you. Yep. Yes. We had over a foot of snow probably, right? In my driveway, I measured 13 inches. Yeah. And it was rough sledding called a state of emergency. And yeah. Basically trapped like this cycle. Trapped in our home. <laughs> we were trapped. In our icy caverns of sadness. But I will say the funniest thing, uh, if you ever lived through a blizzard, 
I don't know if many people, uh, I mean, everybody in North America experienced snow and all that, but when it really comes down, that's the most active I've ever seen. Like the community around my home, everybody is out of their homes, just like trying to clear these six foot piles of snow out from in front of their driveways. It's incredible. It's making me sad. Even you talking about it. (laughs) I just wanted to stop. It's not gonna, we got even more coming. Uh, dive, 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 dive. What began as an innocent conversation among friends would soon spiral out of control and later be referred to by future generations as the eighth wonder of the modern world. Mac East Second Floor Studios takes you on the journey of your lifetime as your captains, Alex the Mustard Man, the artist formerly known as Brom, Jamie the Brain, Kyle El Capitan, and Zach the Backbone present Submersion. All right. Oh, that's not, yeah. You gross little man. Don't get it twisted, though. That's not Zach. That is still Brom with a soundboard. That was isn't real? That was not real. Zach's, Zach's are all real, man. Really? Wow. Is that a Zach fact? Yes. That is a Zach fact, yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah, that's because it's a fact. Yeah. So. All right, Brom. What, what did we watch this week? Yeah. What did we watch? We watched the 1996 Chris O'Donnell Gene Hackman masterpiece, The Chamber. I wouldn't call that a masterpiece either, but <laughs> I've seen that one for badmovietwins.com. That's badmovietwins.com. Yeah. And uh, that is probably would have been better than this, right? Uh, it actually is. It's considerably better than this one. So, oh, so okay. what's going on not with to, the not to, rag, not to rag too much on on this movie because I think there 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 are some positives to it, but it's just not the it's not the type of movie that I'm gonna go out of my way to to find and watch. No spoiler alerts for my eventual review. The IMDB page yeah. is like in complete flux because it's got that poster with chris o'donnell and gene hackman on there but then it's got the trailer to the movie that we watched yes yes that happens that actually happens more frequently than you would think and the same thing with amazon we were discovering that amazon you'll often go to movies that are named the same thing and all the stuff is all mixed up right because you told me about one you said kyle it's on there go check it out and i started watching it i said this is not the movie i'm looking for right yeah it was the the link for the video was wrong the link for buying the DVDs was wrong. All the reviews were for the other movie. Right. The only thing that was the movie that we were looking for was the description on the page, that single page. And the the photo. In the photo, yeah. Yep, that's it. But that was it. It was weird. That's right. why like, IMDb has the same problems. Yeah. Well, yeah. we'll talk about that one when we come to it. But. Yes. No, what, what is this really, though? What is this? Brom, what, what is it really? It's really The Chamber, just not 1996. Right. It's it's a 2016 film, I guess, but then released in the United States this last year. So we even contemplated it for the 2018 cycle, but you know, it was really fine. bad for 2017. Wow. I think they make <laughs> these kind of things. Alert. I think it's I think it's made by a company that kind of creates content for things like 2B TV like just to to sell it off to different entities to be able to show and then because they're doing that, they try to make these things that are easy to film. So here, all they needed to have was like a submersible in a warehouse, and then they could film it. They got it done. Yeah. Uh, so the film The Chamber was directed by Ben Parker, yeah. also written by Ben Parker. It's his debut. It stars Johannes 
Kunke, that's how you say that? Yeah, so he's somewhat famous because he made a, a movie called Force Majeure. If you know Force Majeure. I've heard of it. Yeah, so it's like where he is with his family and there's like an avalanche and he like runs away and leaves his family to die. And then it's like, oh, I think they survive and oh, then it's do. like super embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, they're like, ah. I, think, I think that's what it's about. I don't know. But it got very good reviews and he's well regarded as an actor. Really? Yeah, he is. Okay. Yep. Uh, he is Matt. Yep, Matt's. Hold on. Oh. Don't give it away. What? Okay. Uh, Charlotte Salt mm-hmm. plays Edwards, Agent Edwards, I guess. Which is weird because she's really called Red or then eventually we are find Alice. out that her name is Alice. Yes. I'm not sure why they call it Edwards, but. Yeah. Uh, James McCardle as Parks. Yep. And Elliot Levy as Denholm. A.K.A. the dead guy. Spoiler alert. Oh, dude. <laughs> nobody dies in a trap film. That's true. Yeah, right. these are these are really a lot of them are bummers. <laughs> I mean, in the end, I, I think our All last the movies two, in general, the trapped ones. Yeah, so a lot of people die in the end, either in the initial accident or in the end, everyone dies. Like, there's no two ways about it. So people are dying. They are, man. Yeah, they're well, trapped. Anyways, what are you gonna do? I don't know. I don't know what you're gonna do. One, two, three. How much? How long do you think this is gonna take to re- recap? Yeah. Well, let's just try it. Press it. It started. Okay, so they get trapped in a submersible, and eventually they all die at the end. Boom. Yeah, so there we go. I think that's <laughs> it. We got it. Okay, but seriously. Oh, yeah. We we'll open. let you know what you guys are missing out on by not watching this cinematic masterpiece. So we open on a research vessel, and there's a bunch of collaborations, I guess, between multiple nations to have the scientific vessel out there. Um, it seems like there's, it's like a crew of Korean, South Koreans, maybe. Mm-hmm. And then the ship is South Korean, but then the captain seems to be British maybe. And Matt's is our, our main character is Swedish. And they all, they have this like submersible called the Aurora, which is basically, they explain later has gone through a bunch of iterations and serving different countries, yep. but now is kind of owned by the world question mark. Like, it I'm not really sure. It was yeah. privately held. Yeah, it's like privately held and they, this company sells it off to different people and Matt's just like pilots it for whatever they sell it off for. So right now it's being sold as like this research thing in yeah. south near South Korea. And so he's piloting it out there. So it's man, like they're always is, on loan. He is just like so good with his customer service, working with all the people that he's going to take down in the sub. Yeah. So he wakes up and he's none too thrilled to find that there are some jokesters coming on board this research oh, vessel. There they, are. There's a woman there. Whoa. Uh-oh. And a couple guys, and they're like, they look like some military folk. He's getting a little suspicious that they're probably some kind of like military folk or something. Because they're Americans. They're not really Americans. None of the actors are American. But <laughs> they're Americans, and they, don't, they do not want to tell him what's up. And, and it should also be noted, uh, before, while all the credits were going on, there were all sorts of news clippings of increasing tensions oh, with North sure. Korea. Yeah. And we find out that our research ship is getting close to the 38th parallel. Yeah, so they're very close to North Korean waters. I guess they call it international waters uh, near right. near North Korea. But uh, so Matt's is like, he's seeing all the shit that these people, these Americans are bringing on board. He's seeing these Americans, they're acting all shady. And so he goes to talk to the, the captain and he's like, what's going on? I don't want to, I don't want to pilot this crew down there. I don't want to do this. And because also... The Aurora is only built for two people. Right. He's like, I'm and not going to take all these people. Yeah, on yeah. They say, well, you got to take three of them down. Yeah. And so the captain is basically like, uh, fuck off, Matt's. Because guess what? Guess who's the captain around here? <gasps> say it isn't so. He says it's this guy. And then do you know what he did? 
Did he, he po- do the classic? Well, he pointed to his pants mm-hmm. to give a little indication. Then he pointed at Matt's pants, right? Mm-hmm. And then and he, he, did, he did like a little, his hands shrunk Yeah, down. it's the international symbol for tiny dick. Oh, And then he yes. said like, and then he just shrugged his shoulders like, you know. Tiny sub? Yeah. Huh? He's like, guess what? And so Matt's is like, ah, oh, damn it. Okay. I guess, this is, I guess this is happening. Um, yeah, it does seem like they he could they kind of explain exactly what we said, which is like they, <laughs> they explain that. Yeah, the captain is he's the captain of the ship, but his his authority really is just to make sure everyone is like safe. But otherwise, the, their boss is not anyone in particular. It's whoever kind of like pays them. So they're yeah. being paid right. The company that owns this uh, submersible is being paid right now by the U.S. government. So well, yeah, because he also it. explains it. He says, uh, you're just the pilot. You're not the owner. Right. Yeah. So they're basically, they're being like loaned out or whatever. So Matt's yep. is unhappy, but he's like, okay. So he gets in there and he's always wearing these like socks or whatever. And, and then in comes he's the American. his pants tucked into his socks yeah. also. And so he gets in, they get into the submersible and one of the Americans has these boots on and he's like, take those mother, take those boots off. Yeah. No need for boots. We will never at any point during this movie need those boots. That's what he said. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so guess what? Uh, we're going to need those boots. Yeah, just check, check out his boots over yeah. here. But before this, um, Red, as yeah. I'll refer to her, she gets into the sub and she's trying to make some small talk. Yeah, trying to like Matt. Get, get a little chummy with him. Yeah, but he's just like, hey, you know what? Screw off. Yeah. I ain't got time for you right now. Right. And so he's, yeah, he's just like being, he's just being really gruff. He really wants to know what's up. Like he's he just really he, stand off. He just really wants, Matt's just really wants to know what the mission is. Because if he knows the mission, I feel like he feels like he would understand and maybe be able to help and not be so um, uh, upset. Like he seems so he wants to be in control and they're yeah. not letting him be in control. He's oh, got his little submersible. Maybe there's all sorts of, you know, underlying issues here. I think it is. And the so struggle he, for control. Yeah always ends up in the shitter yeah so he kind of tells them all that like the submersible is a piece of shit he's basically like it's the it's an old garbage like a recovery vessel uh, basically a, what built in the cold it? war yeah, built in the cold war to try to rescue people from submarines and or what is it, dsrv or whatever yep and uh then it's been like going between all these different countries for years and years and years yep and now it's ended up here. So like if they touch something, it will break. If his boot, his stupid Chekhov's boot bumps into something, it will break. No. If they don't just sit there and be quiet and tell him what to do, it will break. So just like get comfortable and we're going to go down and like I'm going to do what I want because otherwise we're all going to die. And they're like, ah, all right, we're all going to die, right? He is a little... Over dramatic with this stuff. Well, yeah. And later, I mean, dude, people are getting thrown into stuff and it's not an issue. No. Yeah. They're going all over the place. Anyways. We'll talk about that later, though. Yeah. So they start to dive. Everything goes pretty smoothly at this point. One of the guys, Denholm, is actually a pretty quick learner. Like, he's able to kind of like help out with piloting the submersible here and there. And so, like, you know, things are going okay in that regard. He keeps on relaying their position back and they get real Matt's upset is. about that yeah Matt's he's is. relaying it and they say hey and they don't like you're that. not on a secure no, line no, no. they have a, we have our own secure line so send tell us the where we are and we'll send it up to our buoy that we have up there and that'll go back to the to our handlers or whatever mm-hmm. but this whole time also the other guy who's on board parks yeah is being a real a-hole yeah he started off kind of seeming like he was going to be a funny jokester but then he descends into madness basically they yeah. explain like he starts to have 
some panic some issues, some pressure induced psychosis. Exactly, perhaps? he becomes a psycho. Basically, yeah, he's always so, yeah, yeah pressure induced psychosis, and yeah, he's acting like a real hard ass kind of dick. He doesn't like Matts and his like guff. He's like, just do your job, like. And Matt's is like, well, if, I, if I'm like going around, what are we looking for? And like, we can't tell you. He's like, well, what am I supposed to do? Just like pilot around this grid. And they're like, exactly. We'll tell you when we see something or you'll know. Like, you'll know when you see what we we're looking for. Mm-hmm. We're not going to tell you shit. Right. So anyways, they're telling him just relay the information back. Just at that moment, kind of coincidentally, they uh, get a call from the people on the research ship basically saying they've been boarded. Right. This is when this yep. happens. Yeah. yeah. They've been boarded by Which North Korea. Which is never good. No, no, no. By North Korea. And they're basically like, Aurora, come on up. You got to surface. You got to surface Aurora. And the Americans shut off his communication system. They're like, no, no way. We're not going to answer that. We're not surfacing. We're going to keep on doing this mission. But yeah. Matt's really wants to go up. Right. He's really, you know, wanting to play by the rules. Yeah. But no way, man. They're not going to let him. So he gets, yeah, he tries to quickly, what does he do? He, he's like. They, starts, they start getting into like a shouting match and then. And Parks Parks starts really shit, getting yeah. into his face. Yeah. yeah. And then just knocks, knocks him, him out. out. So he's totally knocked out. Denholm takes over, uh, or whatever his name is, mm-hmm. uh, takes over piloting. And they kind of pilot around for a while. And this is the first of two times, just like it's too funny, where they, they, they kind of tie him up. They tie Matt's up. Yeah. And then Matt's wakes up and he's like, oh, you woke up, like whatever. And he's like, untie me. I won't do anything crazy. Yeah, and they're like, I'll be fine. You know, they're like, uh, I think I can read people. Uh, he's going to be fine. And they cut him loose and he immediately shuts off <laughs> everything. <laughs> yeah. just like shuts it all off. You guys say you don't need me. Well, I'm going to shut everything down on this system. And they're and like, we don't know how to do it. They're like, we don't know what he did. So they basically relent and tell him kind of what's going on. Okay. What are they searching for? So there is a downed UAV, AKA a drone. Mm-hmm. That's, is just underwater, yes. crashed off the coast of North Korea, and they need to go down there and, one, get the data that's on it, two, scrub the data yep. that is remaining on there, and three, blow it up. Although that third one is technically optional. Yeah, it is. Because I think the U.S. government was pretty aware that they might be in a piece of shit garbage submersible. Right. That they should maybe not blow it up. But and, anyways, optional. And they couldn't send out like a normal... Navy vessel to come do this training exercise or get the information because it would draw way too much attention. Yeah. Instead, they send this thing down and they still draw a whole shitload of attention. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When your surface ships getting boarded by North immediately, Koreans. like right away, and they're they're clearly their buoy's been picked up and all kinds of stuff. Oh right? yeah. 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 You're it's not doing fucked. too great. So, anyways, they very easily wipe get the data and wipe it. Like those two things are done. Really, no problem. Super easy. Yeah. It's not a big deal. But then Red is like, yo, we're going to blow this up. And he's like, uh, are you sure? There's no way. Because before they did have a way to remote detonate these explosives that were going to put on the UAV. Right. But now, since their comm system went out, since the North Koreans took the buoy or whatever was going on up yeah. top, they have no way to do that. They have to be within range of their transmitter, which is... Not that far away. It was like seventeen hundred meters or something like that. No, no, it was, it was closer. I think. It was, I think more to the tune of seventeen. Oh, seventeen. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. seventeen <laughs> yeah. meters. It was stupid. It was like I looked at it and I was like, "There's no way you would do this." It's like right. It's just like you'd clearly die in the blast. But whatever. Yeah, you might as well have got closer. Yeah. So, anyways, 
Parks, he, he agrees with me and everyone who would watch that and is like, uh, we can't effing do this. It's right. optional. <laughs> this part also made no sense. So Matt's and Park, yeah. Parks were talking and they were agreeing with one another. Matt's is like, yeah. no, there's no way you can do this. And Parks is like, you just shut up. He's like, you I totally agree up. with you. And then he punches him in the face. You're like, what's going on? Yeah. He's like, Parks, think of your child. I'm like, I am thinking of my child. God. And he punches him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what? What's happening? Yeah. So anyways, they, Denholm is like, he's like fine with all of this happening. Red is like, fire it. And they blow, they blow up this drone. And surprise. And blow up themselves. Yeah. <laughs> so they are now upside down, which is something we are fully comfortable with after uh, Grey Lady Down. So they are- Oh, yeah. I guess you wouldn't call this a Grey Lady. It's more of like a, what's it, like an off-white lady down? Kind of like, like a, it's like a research, a little research vessel. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but it's upside down. And they, uh, Den- Denholm, is that, his, is that his name or am I saying it right? Yeah. No, you're right. Okay. Denholm uh, is fucked. Because he had, oh, yeah, I think he had, must have had like one of those nuts or bolts uh, pop off the submarine as it like was oh, crashing okay. and go straight through him. Gotcha. I thought you meant like you brought like a bag like a of nuts. Yeah, yeah some cashews. Guy. He's like, mm, these nuts are delicious. Oh, shit. And they went upside down and then he had a, pe- a nut go straight through him, yeah, like spear him. Like, oh my God. <laughs> um, and so he's dead. Not everyone, yet. Not yet. He's slowly dying. Yeah, everyone knows. Yeah. Including him. Well, he's like, I can feel the blood building up in my lungs. Yeah, it's not, it's not going to go great. Not no. great. But then yeah. he didn't seem to be in too much pain. He was just kind of chilling there. Yeah, so now they try a whole bunch of stuff. Like, Matt's really knows the submarine, so he's like, he tries the ballast, he tries to reroute the battery power to do the pumps, but it turns out, like, the air, whatever chamber is busted. So, like, he actually fucks up because he drains the battery. Oh, yeah. So he can't, they can't use the radio anymore. They don't know if the ship and is even up above. So Parks like, really wanted to use they the go radio through, immediately. Yeah, they go through and they go through all the things that we kind of talked about in the for the previous one morning departure, where they're like, "Can't we just free dive up?" And Matt actually says, in this case, uh, technically yes, even though this is what like uh, three times further down or something, three hundred right, feet or is, something. This is a lot further down. And he's like, technically, yeah, you can. Like, you could make it, maybe. And but, then, but you'd have the bends and unless you had like a hyperbaric chamber right there, you would die. So you have to pop up right next to the ship. The ship would have to have a hyperbaric chamber to help you out. And otherwise you're, you're dead. So he's like, yep. no, but he, he did say it was plausible. Right. And then they say, okay, well, you're the stats for this ship say there's escape suits in here. And he said only two. Cause, and then I, I love this because Parks has been freaking out a yeah. lot and he's just like, why in the fuck are there only two suits yeah and he's like he loses well, it and Matt's is like because only two people are on here usually you assholes yeah how about you bring what i didn't understand is why didn't they bring escape suits they were like military people they're on a mission well, where they're maybe in a submarine that might have to blow something else up you don't think they'd have just packed away some uh escape suits dude when you they were even talking about how much like shit rental, they had when you go do like a rental anything do you bring your own stuff if i was going somewhere where i might need an escape suit I would probably bring it, and especially if I was a U.S. military member. If you, Brom, yes, I know you use these, so I'll ask you: when you rent a car, you expect there to be driving gloves in the glove box. Do you bring your own driving gloves, or do you use the ones provided? Um, I bring my own because, much like O.J. Simpson, oh, same. yeah, uh, gloves usually don't fit me. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's like the same thing with driving goggles. Like you just can't trust anymore oh, yeah. that there's going to be driving goggles in the car, which is ridiculous. That's true. 
I usually but, bring like a leather like aviator's cap as well. Right. Yeah. And you can just, it's just not, uh, whatever. Anyways, they only have two. They didn't bring any like idiots. Dumbos. And, uh, and they basically like, we're going to draw straws. And Parks is like, uh, we're fucking not going to draw straws. <laughs> Guess who's getting a straw? This guy. Like, get out of here. And he's going crazy. Yeah. And Brad is like, we're going to draw straws. And then Denholm's like, I don't need a straw, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm filled up with blood. I'm literally like. Uh, yeah, I'm about to die. I'm kind of like a lung half full kind of guy, if you think about it. Not a mm-hmm. ha- lung half empty kind of guy. Because right. it's filling up. And my lungs are going to be filled with blood soon. And uh, so he, yeah, so basically they get in a big, uh, some fisticuffs, um, which oh, is yeah. natural. They do. And this is also when they identify that Parks is suffering from pressure-induced psychosis. Right. And so they get into some uh, some fisticuffs or some, a big big altercation. <laughs> and there's a and really great insult here. What's that one? <laughs> no. It's the a- Parks and Matt's are fighting or something. And Parks is just like. Looks at him, he's like, fuck you, fish boy. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. what? Yeah. Who who's coming up with this stuff? Like a, a British guy pretending to be an American, I think. Yeah. But uh what do, what do all those Americans always call each other? Uh, fish boy. Oh yeah, you stupid fish boy. Uh and so Red actually knocks his shoulder out of the socket to kind of calm him down. Yeah. And in the process, that always calms everyone down. Right. In the process of doing this, uh, Denholm dies. (laughs) But yes. Well, okay. Well, not as a direct result. No, he just kind of died in the while it was happening. Yeah. And so now, just like Matt's before being tied up, he's sitting there with his arm out of the socket. uh, And he's like, yo, don't worry about it. Just pop my arm back in the socket. And I swear to God, I'm not going to do anything shady. All right, we trust and you. And Red is like, yo, I'm the leader. I can definitely, I'm really good at reading people. Just like the last time when I read Matt's was not going to do anything, I'm going to do it. And pops his arm back in and he immediately gets gets in the knife fight. He's like <laughs> knife fighting people. Yeah. And then he cuts Red and Matt's and Red are like fighting him. And eventually she has to drown, drown him. Oh yeah, man. And she's a little upset. Uh, like, there was a advertisement now. I remember because it was in the middle of this scene. The uh, John uh, John Cena commercial popped up. I'm like, what the hell? Oh, good, appropriate, <laughs> appropriate. Yeah. Oh yeah, I do remember that. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, uh, after the fight and after having killed Parks, Red is a little distraught because he killed his friend. Oh, killed her friend. Don't worry, man. Matt's is going to calm her down. Yeah, but how? In the most misogynistic way possible, which is by kissing her. Because that's every girl just needs a little kiss, a little smooch to calm down after killing her friends. There was like, at this point, no real relationship between these two at all. No, it's a a very classic thing that happens in books and film, which I don't think is necessarily totally like off base. But they really love this idea of being like, in tense situations, people will inevitably fuck. And it's like, I watch Survivor, the television series, and it's the most tense situation you can be in, and people will never fuck on that. So, that we I'm know just telling of. you, I, I have I have 38 seasons of evidence to tell me uh, that it's probably happened maybe once. <gasps> that we but know. You said of. they never do. Well, I'm just saying that maybe this, maybe every movie is just the one time. I'm just saying that Boston Rob got married to one of his co-stars on the Survivor series, so they may have. I don't know. Scandalous. Well, I don't know if it's scandalous. They did get married and have like multiple kids, and they're happily married. They're not, uh, oh, okay. So yeah. it's still going on, huh? Oh yeah. So, anyways, they are pretty much set at this point. Denham's gone. Parks is gone. Only two people left. They didn't have to draw straws after all. Time uh-huh. to time to jet. 
Yeah. And by that, I mean jettison in their escape suits. Well, now they are now they are kind of getting to know one another. <laughs> sure. Okay. Point. So you want to get delve more into the relationship. I yeah. Think. Yeah. Okay, now yeah, it's right. now it's really okay. great. And this is when we find out that Edward's name oh, is right. actually Red. And, and she, it's actually Alice. And she does not quit. She does not quit. She doesn't quit. She will not quit. Spoiler alert. And this is also at the time... Because all up through the entire movie, they've been calling this guy Matt. His real name is Mots. I've been calling him Mats the whole time. Well, if you look online, it just says Mats. Right. Mots. Mats. Yeah. Mots. But they call him Mots. Right. That's Mots. That's his yeah. Swedish name, applesauce. I guess. Right. Oh, yeah, exactly. Heir to the applesauce fortune. Yeah. And, I knew he was uh, uh, Swedish because uh, right. he said, Helveta. Right. Which means uh, like fucking hell or something like that. Hmm. Hey, there we go. What is that Swedish? Yep. That's what he said. Yeah. No way. And so. We have to call our Swedish expert in on this. The Swedish chef? <laughs> no. Oh. A little man oh. lives down in Indiana. Oh, no, no, no. I see what you're saying now. I thought you, I actually thought you were talking about Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but no, you mean our actual friend Frederick from yes. Sweden. Okay. Yes. <laughs> All right, so they start to get stuff together for uh, being able to use their escape suits. Um, they, it turns out they escape. There's, is there a dog around here or something? There is a dog, and if you hear some clicking noise, a uh, multi-shitsu is on the loose. I don't, anyways. All right. Don't worry about you it. You might have to edit them out. Edit this out. Um, <clears throat> so they realized one of the escape suits was actually damaged in the knife fight. No way. Yeah, so they have to start like taping it up. They're like, hey, we're totally in love with each other. Look at our, we've like really bonded over our personal experiences. Um, let's also bond this escape suit with some tape. So they start bonding it together. And all of a sudden, like a fucking zombie, Parks is up and out of the water. <laughs> well, because- It's like fucking impossible. So like he's, float, dead. he's floating around because the water does keep rising in the chamber. Yeah. And- oh, good, good one. Yeah. And all of a sudden, he just makes all these gurgling noises. And they're like, oh, and corpses us, do that shit. Yeah, they do that sometimes. And then he comes back to life and is ready to kill. Like a fucking zombie. He's a zombie, right? <laughs> he's, been dead, so. he's been dead for like Drown. an hour. So, yeah. yeah. Anyways. Um, in the process of kind of fighting him again, Red's suit loses air. So oh, because he smacks the air valve yeah. or something. And so, and then they're, they're able to kill him again. They kind of stab him with the knife and kill him. And so they're cute. They, okay, they're like, okay, we're fucked, but we, we don't quit. We're just not quitters. So they both don these escape suits, the fixed one with air, the non-fixed one, but that doesn't have air. They tie a tube between the two. Okay, we're both going to have air from this one thing, which wasn't going to work. And what do they tie the tube uh, with? How do they secure it to their suits? Chekhov's boots. He's like, oh, guess what? I, I just realized some boots might be useful around here because I'm going to grab that shoelace Ooh. and tie it right up. Oh, yeah. Don't worry about it. And then it's not going to work because it was ridiculous looking. <laughs> like, there's no right. way that was going to actually work. But anyways, they're like, it'll totally work. And then it gets high and Matt's is like, okay, Mats, I was like, I'm going to open up the chamber. Right. And the water is high at this enough. point yeah. is not at the top. I don't know. Yeah. It's you, still like shoulder up. Yeah. They've still got a decent amount of room. Yeah. I don't know what was, how it was going to work. But anyways, we see what happens because he goes down. He's like, oh, it's kind of tough. You might want to help me. And Red's like, uh, that looks like you're going to get your skull crushed by some valve that like 
fucking opens up. Yeah, and, and that, the pressure of the entire ocean yeah. uh, slamming into you. And he gets 100% domed by that hatch. <laughs> oh, dude, it splits his head. And like, she's like, holy open. shit. And there's blood everywhere. And she's like, but remember, everyone, I'm not a quitter. So she takes his suit off, takes her own suit off, get, jumps into his suit filled with blood and shit. Mm-hmm. Not not blood and shit, just blood plus other well, stuff. Well, they say sometimes, you know, when you die, you That's shit. That's true. Sorry. I shouldn't definitively say there wasn't shit in that suit. Could have been. Right. And so then she opens up the, though I guess the hatch is open. Oh. Oh, we're we right are, there. We are perfect. And she makes her way out and she rises to the surface of the ocean and looks around. And what does she see, Kyle? Absolutely nothing. But what does she do next? She doesn't quit. She's not a quitter. And we, the last thing we see is her take one stroke to try to swim to North Korea, question mark? I don't know. I'm not sure, sure what she's going to do. She's probably just going to die because it's a sad movie. Would you, uh, yeah, would you just want to die in the ocean or do you want to swim to North Korea? I guess swim to North Korea. Oh, really? Yeah, it would be tough, though, because you'd probably get like tortured to death. Not to slander North Korea or anything. <laughs> but, to our North Korean listeners out yeah. there. All right. So I know it all beeped and stuff, but I do have some questions for you guys. Okay. All right, man. About this movie. I want, I want, I want to do this. <clears throat> Does she survive? Yes. Really? You think she survives? I think so. All right. Well, what makes you say that, though? I think uh, Kim Jong-un's uh, private party yacht picks Good her call. up, gets her out of the ocean. and Good call. We just couldn't see it because it's invisible. I see what you're saying. Yes. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Mm-hmm. Uh, does Matt's survive? No. I, don't count him out. I'm just He's not a quitter All either. Right. Yeah. Uh, I think we learned he wasn't a quitter. Parks came back. What about uh, Parks? Does he survive? Yes. I actually, uh, I agree. Yeah, I think he does. He's a zombie, so he wants brains. He's and like a cockroach. Brains are exposed at this point, right? Yeah. And he will munch on some brains and head up to the surface. No big deal. All right, I'm liking this. Uh, does the guy who died uh, survive? Uh, I'm going to go with a hard no. No? Okay. Does the captain boarded by North Korea survive? For 15 years inside a prison camp inside North Korea. That is sad. And uh, eventually he is turned into the head of a turnip farm. Wow. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's it's pretty good. He starts a family and then eventually he is executed for a bad turnip year. I see. Okay. Does Kim Jong-un take his personal submersible down to collect evidence of the mission? 100%. I yes. mean, I, I, I added that in just to be an easy one. Yeah. Because, yeah, the answer is yes. Uh, does the international incident that he discovers evidence for, does it result in a nuclear holocaust? Yes. Yeah. All right. Does the holocaust, because I also assumed yes, <clears throat> does the holocaust result in mecha mats? Giant half man, half submersible created by radioactive fallout. Is, oh, okay. Yeah. So he becomes one with the Aurora, kind of. Well, he already was one with the Aurora, but now physically one with the Aurora. He gets bit by a radioactive Aurora. Right. Exactly. Yeah. All right. I'm good with that. I could see that. There we go. Okay, that's all the questions I got. I think the answers were all yes to that. 
other than um, Dan Holm definitely was still dead because he died like early in the film. That's the only thing. That's the only thing that I know for sure. Yeah, Matt's probably didn't survive, but we can't count him out, especially after he becomes a half Aurora, half human. Yeah, man. Yeah. Just because your skull is totally exposed doesn't mean you're dead. I mean, I think we all know that's true. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, anyways, I just want to get those questions out there because I feel like they left it on a cliffhanger. I wanted to make sure we were all established exactly what was going to happen after mm. we went to black on this one. All right. All right. All rights reserved if uh, they're already not working on the second movie, right? The Chamber 2. <laughs> yeah. Zombie Apocalypse. Megamots. Megamots. But spelled M O T T S. Oh. Like get that. Yeah, get that sponsorship in. Yeah. Not a sponsor. Sorry. Yet. Yet. Yeah, yet. All, All right. right. Should we get into some ratings on this? Sure. I actually I I don't mind going first on this one. All right, you do, you do you, man. <sighs> Had a banging score. I like the music. Yeah. It was like bumping. I was like, okay, good. Polished look to it. It did look good. A little ridiculous. Uh exactly how many times they had to kind of have bad shit and like crazy twists and turns happen. Maybe you didn't need like the five millionth time people were just like screaming at each other. But did you? Uh good call. Yeah, maybe you did. Hmm. But also, it was not entertaining, and I didn't want to watch it. So I don't want to be too hard on it because I do think it had good some good aspects to it. Um, I don't think the acting was very good. I think some of it was okay, but otherwise not very good. Um, but I, you know, I, I'm probably going to go a little higher than you guys. I'm going to end up at a four and a half. Oh my word! Four, maybe four, and I'm going to go four. That was my original one. Four, four, a four. Okay, yeah. Just because I do think there's, I think there's things there. Like, I think the music is good. Yeah. I do. And I think. Uh, <laughs> Brahms just grunt, just. Uh, hmm. Uh, I mean, that's maybe about it, but no, no, no. I mean, yeah. it, it, it was, it was a thing that existed and had music in it that I liked. All right. Yeah. Uh, Brahm, do you want I to went go over. You, you know what? Sure. You know what? Wait, it's three and a half. It's three and a half. <laughs> it's three and a half? It's three and a half. Yeah. It's yeah. falling rapidly. Yeah. It might even get lower, but I think it's three and a half. I'm going to go. I think I, your I think score that's is going to be trapped on the bottom of the seabed here in a little bit. I'm just thinking like I'm talking about things like um, Dark Descent and Steel Sharks. Those are three and a half films for me. I gave those three and a half. And you're putting this at the same? Yeah, because again, I think these those were films that are bad, actively like not good films that were uh, very entertaining and brought themselves up from that one up to a three and a half. This one is a film that brought itself down to a three and a half. I understand. No, you don't. Anyways, <laughs> I'll leave it there. I'm sure you guys will go lower. I'm always, okay. I'm always above everyone else. Mm-hmm. I'm a little more forgiving than everyone else. I'm an easy grader. What can I say? Sure. I'll jump in here. Can I, can I cut in? You can get um, in. Can, uh, I, can this guy cut in? Yes. All right. You can cut in. I'm going to cut in. I I'll, I'll agree with Jamie in the sense that there I think there are, there's obviously merits to the movie and and for me it's just the idea of the movie itself I like. I like I think that there is a good version of a movie about being trapped on a you know little mini sub at the bottom of the sea, you know, like a movie like uh like Phone Booth or whatever it was with with Colin Farrell, you know. I think there's opportunity for a movie where you're just kind of in that one set for the whole movie yeah or like submergence starring james mcavoy and 
com- sure I completely can, di- right? di- different. Uh, not what I'm talking about at all, Jamie. Oh, because she was she was stuck on the ocean floor in a submersible at one point. No, I'm saying like the whole movie. I mean, this is like the whole movie yeah. is almost. Uh, there's like that one scene kind of in the beginning, and then the one scene kind of at the end where you know she's swimming away. But one scene at the beginning, you know, where they're kind of setting up to get on it. But for the, for the most part, the whole movie kind of takes place in this little chamber. So kind of like uh, buried with Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I think, and that's a good movie. And I, and I thought Phone Booth was a decent movie as well. And I thought that there was room for this to be a good movie as well. I think it, it's out there. I think a script that's good is out there for, for this. Because uh, obviously, I mean, we like subs and the tension and everything being we trapped did. down there. I think that we could have felt a little more claustrophobic and everything. It just wasn't very well well acted. And I was annoyed with the characters. I didn't like the characters. Uh, I don't know if that's just sort of true to form that, that they should be, you know, kind of going insane and doing all this. But it, it, they just came across really annoying and it was just getting really frustrating. Everyone sort of dialing it to 11 constantly throughout the movie and um, just just wasn't just wasn't uh, just wasn't there. So the, there's a good movie out there. This wasn't it. I'm going to give it a three. Oh, you actually went higher oh, than that. Okay. okay. A three. All right. Coward, but yeah. All right. So <laughs> we've talked a lot. I mean, you guys covered some good stuff. I do think that, yes, it did look good. Like it. It's well polished. I think it is. Yeah. It's one of these companies, and it was made for under a million dollars. I don't know if you can do that. Really? Yeah. So, I mean, I, that's pretty impressive. It's it's a kind of content creation. Things like when mm-hmm. with Netflix being out there, like this is clearly something you could see them being like, hey, Netflix, you want this? And it happens a lot with reality TV where they'll make an entire season of a show or maybe even multiple seasons of a show yeah, without actually technically having a buyer. Buyer, It'll just be a company that makes shows oh, okay. and then they'll shop it around all these shows and be like, do you want it? Do you want it? Do you want it? Do you want it? And it'll end up going on to uh, who knows, Nat Geo Wherever. or Discovery yeah. or okay. so these different, these different show, uh, different channels. And, but the company itself is kind of creating these different things. This, this clearly seems like a movie that was made by one of these places, one of these companies. Mm. And then shopped around, and they ended up on Tubi TV. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, it tells that, you a little bit about like media, yeah. um, so, super giant. Yeah, so Netflix looked at it and was like, "Pass, right? Yeah. Yeah, we don't want this." Uh, so, Brom, you also mentioned the acting. The acting was what really got me. It was yeah, not good. I was surprised because, as I said, Matt, the guy who played Matt, Matt Motz, Matt yeah. is like a well-regarded actor. And he was not shining. And then in Den, this movie. Denholm, who actually did, I actually thought he was the best actor in the movie. Yeah, he has a lot of credits. Like he's he's in a lot of stuff. Well, that would make more sense. Yeah. Uh, but <clears throat> when we're in a trap scenario, you're down there. With, you gotta say it right though. Oh, when you're in a trapped uh, yeah, scenario, you have very few actors and actresses involved in the movie. You have to like. Be able to identify with every single one of them, yeah, no. or like have all just assholes. anybody. Other than yeah. Denholm was not an asshole, but the rest of them were kind yeah, of. Yeah, and they killed yeah. him off. Yeah, and so yeah, everybody was just. You didn't like him. I had nothing invested in it. Although Denholm, the kiss Den- was so forced. That was, it was so bad. So awkward. I, I hate that kind of shit. I don't know why they yeah. do this in movies where like just, I remember I read this book and it's like a well-regarded book where like a woman goes into the jungle to find like the husband of another woman. And finds him having been captured by like a a tribe in the Amazon. Yeah. He's been gone. He's been trapped by this tribe, rescues. And then the, at the end of the book, she just has sex with this guy, even though it's like the husband of her friend. And then afterwards, they were just like, it was just like an intense bunch of emotions. And I was like, 
what? <laughs> First of all, he smells terrible because he was trapped by an Amazon tribe for months. Uh, and you're saying they don't bathe, Jamie? I'm saying he didn't bathe specifically. Oh, he didn't. Okay. Yeah. All right. And I don't know. I just, it, it's not realistic that people are just like boning all day when they just like their emotions get up and they're just like, I got a foot. Yeah, dude, now. I'm, in a, I'm in a life or death situation, but Time I would to really bone. like to get my rocks off they, real quick. They call it fight or flight, not fight or flight or fuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good phrase. Actually, I, yeah. you know, I just coined it. So all yeah. rights reserved. Fight or flight or fuck. Yeah. <laughs> people are just boning in like a war zone. It's like weird. Yeah. Okay. Well, well yeah. we know what their response is. Yeah. So I don't know. This, it was just so boring too it's so predictable i wish it is yeah it's very predictable yeah like i wish what they were doing was cooler well it was weird too because like wasn't. In, in morning departure i was like i wonder if they're going to survive this and i was like as it kept on going i was like oh man they're not going to survive this are they and then with this one almost immediately i was like they're all dying <laughs> oh yeah <for laughs> like, sure. oh, they're all dead i mean this is like the entire point of it this movie like, is going to yeah. be them dying it was just that type of movie but yeah and they were all kind of assholes. That was actually, I think, one of the problems with Parks and Red in particular is they were too similar. They were too much of that yelly kind of asshole type. Right. Um, you can only take so much of that in a movie. No. Yeah, it didn't make sense. Whatever. So, but like Brown said, I think there is a good storyline there, but this is not it. This gets a two. I almost want to make mine a three. No, dude, you already said I'm it. Set, I'm set at the three and a half, aren't I? Because I like Steel Sharks and and Dark Descent better. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> so it. I had to look at my score for oh, Dark God Descent. Damn it! I was like, the only thing I'd you watch that anytime you know over this. My justification for three and a half: a lot of submarine action. There was a lot of sub action. A lot of submarine. Good. And they really went through like the intricacies of trying to rescue themselves. He like explained a lot. Because mm -hmm. once they were in it, they were in it. We didn't go anywhere else no. other than in that sub. Yeah, yeah. That was, would cost too much. There was one shot where it showed the exterior when it. Uh, was exploding the detonating that UAV, but that was it. So it is interesting in that regard. You know what? Eight and a half. <laughs> 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 All right. You want ready for some trivia? I'm ready. You ready, Brown? Yes. All right. So score was written and recorded by James Dean Bradfield of Manic Street Preachers. <clears throat> Everyone know that famous band? Uh, Who doesn't? Yes. Right. The score was they the sang, last uh, thing War to be. Pigs, right? Oh yeah, that is them, isn't it? War Pigs, yeah, sure. Um, the score was the last thing to be recorded at Faster Studios in Cardiff, Cardiff, Wales. This is where this was filmed in Wales. And is that the only trivia that was on uh, IMDb? Because that's all I saw. I, I believe it was the only thing. Okay, so then <laughs> I read an, I read an interview with Ben Parker. <clears throat> so he said the drone's inclusion. Okay, so a drone that crashed into the ocean was where the kernel of the story came from. I'd always been fascinated or rather terrified by drones. The disconnect of using unmanned aircraft for attacks is something that scares me. And the chamber was really about all my darkest fears rolled into one. So I wanted the plot to revolve around the discovery of one of these drones. Okay. All right. As part of his research, Parker visited a NATO rescue submarine at Fort William in Scotland and was struck by the ordinary cameras on the exterior. They were there for durability, not beautiful camera footage. So when it came to shooting the exterior viewpoints, I thought, why not use the same thing they do on the real sub? He also said his grandfather piloted submarines and used to tell him stories. So that is something he always wanted to have part of his film. Oh, well, you know, getting to tie in some, you know, yeah. heritage. That's nice. The film was shot in 23 days. So pretty short. 
Took that long, huh? That's a pretty short film. Uh, In a warehouse in Wales for under a million dollars. That is impressive that this was less than a million. Yeah, so and I think another thing they were saying, I mean, the only time they had to do something kind of outside of it was the ship in the beginning and then at the end when she's in the open water, which is off the coast of England. Uh, They shot that. Uh, So, okay. So... This is not the first film with a name the chamber. As we mentioned, there was a 1996 adaptation of a John Grisham novel named The Chamber, which we also happen to watch for badmovietwins.com. Is that badmovietwins.com? That is badmovietwins.com. Great. And I will say also one of the worst adaptations I've ever watched. Like the, <laughs> the book the book isn't even that good of a book, but yeah. the changes they made for the movie are horrendous like really just awful <laughs> and like upsetting and offensive <laughs> I'm, I'm not even saying like offensive like it offended me like yeah it's actually offensive oh really yeah yeah like they make it where it's a whole thing of like in the book it's about a guy it's about a racist on death roll he's headed for the gas chamber right okay. and his estranged grandson who has become a lawyer decides to uh, represent him in his final appeal in the book this involves him not really loving his or learning to like love his grandfather or anything like that because he's a terrible racist yeah um but instead kind of just being like this is my duty to my family and then being like upset when his grandfather is ultimately executed the changes they made for the movie was that it turned out he wasn't a racist after all that it was all like part uh, he was like defending someone and got mixed up by mistake with the ku klux klan and like (laughs) as a result nothing makes any sense and it was just like this change offends me (laughs) i can't believe they did this like they actually made it so that like he was not only being defended but actually innocent of all of what he was accused of it it didn't make any sense what they were trying to do Grisham wanted for his uh it was a crazy it's a horrible adaptation so anyways which actors from this previous film would have been good for this film so what about chris o'donnell well he's obviously our pilot robin from batman and robin that's him Mm -hmm. chris o'donnell oh he was at He's our also, he was, like, uh, he was at our fair in in little old Sydney. What was he doing there? I don't know. I think he's got relatives in the area. Yeah. He's also Oh, he wasn't like doing a show or anything? No, he's I don't just know. Strolling what, would you, what would you see him do? Yeah, him and him and uh there's a couple of things. Him and Drew Barrymore, Barrymore had Mad Love. I don't know if you saw that film. I did uh, not. He was McVet from Grey's Anatomy. Uh, he's in NCIS Los Angeles, which has a submarine episode, I think a two-parter that we'll end up watching. Okay. Uh, so you'll know him intimately. And right. I mean intimately. Oh. All right. Uh, yeah. I I agree with Brown. Pilot. He makes sense as a pilot. What about Gene Hackman? <laughs> All right. Uh, I want to say the captain of the, the yeah. yeah, I'm going to say I want to say captain of the ship, but he, then we have to make him the main character of the film. So I guess it's him like battling the North Koreans when they board the ship. It's like almost like a what's that one called with uh, Tom Hanks? Oh, Captain Phillips. Yeah, it's like a Captain Phillips scenario. Captain Phillips, <laughs> Gene Hackman battling yeah. North Koreans. Yeah, 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 it makes sense. I'd watch that. Yeah, I would 100 percent watch that if he came out of retirement to make that film. I'm watching it. So, <laughs> what about Bo Jackson? He was in the movie. He was a jail guard in the chamber. Really? Yeah. <laughs> he was a legend. I'm not even making that up. Bo Jackson was in this. Bo Jackson. He would be Parks. I mean, he's Parks, right? Yeah. I feel like he's he's like he's Gotta got the, that physical prowess. Mm-hmm. I mean, he would destroy that. So I mean, he'd rip it apart. <laughs> right? Yeah. He's Bo Jackson. He's like the greatest athlete the world has ever produced. I think. 
<laughs> I think. I mean, I can't say for certain. Sure. Mm, it's pretty damn good. He'd take a baseball bat out and he'd punch a hole in the sub. For sure. And they'd all die. Uh, and then they'd be like, oh, you can't free float up. And he'd be like, watch me. <laughs> and then he'd do it and they'd be like, whoa, <laughs> oh, shit. Bo Jackson. It's badass. Uh, yeah. One of his like four photos on uh, IMDb is from the chamber. Yep. Uh, what about Ed Harris? Oh. Yeah. So he actually played a, a submarine captain in the chamber, the 1996 the chamber. Really? Yep. He was, he was in it, but the, unfortunately, they ended up realizing there wasn't a submarine in the film, and yeah. so he cut it for time. Oh, shoot. Yep. It was kind of extra part of the movie. Well, if you didn't have Bo Jackson as Parks, I'd put Ed Harris as Parks, but ultimately, he would win, and he would survive. Yeah, he can't be dead home, because that nut or the ball would just bounce off his abs. Yeah. Duh. Like can you imagine Ed Harris just floating around the chamber, the chamber for a while and then just waking up yeah. after he's already he, been killed. He can't be Parks either because he wouldn't have been able to be physically overpowered. It's true. I feel like he's red. Oh, he would have to be red. I think so. Or if, if he was Mott's and when <laughs> when that- uh, The hatch. Hatch opened up, boom, just bounces right off his head. It's like, oh. Actually helps him. It clears what his head. What the hell was that? Yeah. It's like, oh, thank God. The sinuses were so blocked. Yeah. I'm good now. All right. So, Phantom Zone. Engage the Phantom. Phantom's engaged, sir. You guys are going to be shocked. Shocked! Come on, dude. You've been able to do it for everyone. Unsurprisingly. Cast consists of five people. Turns out to be just the second film ever that I had to jump outside of the main cast. Acting. For this one? Yeah. This and Stinger. So, Stinger's more believable. So, there were a, b- a bunch of options after the Foley artists had done some Foley work on, yeah. on some submarine films, but I, I used a production designer, Byron Broadbent, um, who also got an art department credit on the James Bond film, The World Is Not Enough, earlier in his career. And then he's doing stuff like this. Yeah. And so- uh, well, this is technically a promotion because that was an art department, but this is a production design. Oh, okay. Yeah. So uh, that's pretty easy from there because Desmond Llewellyn played Q in a large number of uh, James Bond films. And I've used a whole bunch of the ones, including The Spy Who Loved Me. No uh, way. He's, he's in that one. So yeah. uh, I was able to do that. And since we did that for Submersion, we know we can go from Phantom. So we may even go through Tara Shimada for all I know. I think, I mean, Tara Shimada's in a James Bond film. Yes. So I think we can make it probably over to him. Ooh, a little Tira Shimada action. Yeah. I just, I, I threw that in there because I knew you'd be like disappointed that I didn't keep on going. And I was yeah. like, but, you know, I'll feed you a little Tira yeah, Shimada. Little dangle Tira Shimada in front of me. Yeah. I'll be fine. Yeah. So there we go. All right. Yeah. I was going to say these actors have not been in a whole heck of a lot. No. I mean, I think, I think if I really, really searched hard, I think I could have maybe found something with this, the captain of the ship because he's got a lot of credits. I, um, my guess is that some some he's on t- some television show with a submarine in it, but I wasn't gonna like watch each of them to find out, <laughs> which is what I'd have to do. Yeah, watch two hundred television. And shows. I found it. There's a submarine right here, and you'd be like, yeah. "There's not a submarine in that scene at all." I'm like, "What? <laughs> You've lost your mind." Okay, it's time for subs worldwide. It's it's subs subs world world wide wide. So this week we had a little mini sub going on down doing some stuff. Right. 
I thought, well, let me find some kind of mini sub. This was an old one. Mm. I wanted to find a new one. So I went with an autonomous underwater vehicle, an AUV. Oh. Century. So this is actually. One sec. What, what is by- it called when you can like rearrange the letters and create a new word? Anagram? Anagram. Uh, AUV is an anagram of UAV, which was what we were looking for at the bottom of the ocean there. Exactly, man. It's also an anagram for UVA. UVA. Like UVA Thurman. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yep. Uma's uh, lesser known (laughs) sister. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Lesser known to you. Yes. So it's operated by Woods Hole Oceanographic Institution. Uh, Love it. Just across the ocean from where I grew up. And it is part of the NDSF, or National Deep Submergence Facility. So how deep do you think this thing can dive? When was this made? Does it have any time when it was created? I do not have that information. Because there's a chance that I know people who worked on this shit. Oh, really? Because I used to, I went to school with someone who worked on uh, autonomous underwater vehicles at Woods Hole Oceanographic Institute. You might, yeah, know. they might have worked on this. Yeah, maybe. How uh, how deep do you think it can dive? Oh, I mean, probably to the center of the Earth. So, three point seven miles, without direct human control or connection to a ship, increment can remain submerged for forty hours. That's pretty darn deep. That's pretty deep. How many people can fit into it? No one. What? Exactly. So if it came down to rescue me, what am I doing? It would just, it would map your location. <laughs> I'd hop on top of it and yeah, ride, ride it yeah. to the service. Yeah, and work on crushing you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so such, uh, it has missions that it carries out, which are, include surveying the seafloor while mapping out features like hydrothermal vents, mm-hmm. deep sea coral reefs, shipwrecks, and oil wells. Has a built-in sonar mapping system that Ooh. can render 3D models of the seafloor, so that's kind of slick. Has a high-res digital camera for snapping some photos, and it can also use specialized instruments to collect samples. How many torpedo tube- tubes does it have? Uh, ten thousand. Whoa! Yes. Wow. The world's population of torpedoes live inside the century. Wow, that's really cool. That's amazing. Which is also impressive it's because- It's like a Gatling gun of torpedoes. Yes. It is actually, uh, which is even more impressive, it's six foot high, oh. 7.2 foot wide, and 9.5 feet long. That's actually pretty big. Uh, it's a lot bigger than I thought it was going to be. It's definitely a lot bigger I thought than it was going to be like you could sit like on like this like table in front of us. Or something. Yeah, like a Roomba. Yeah. But no, it's pretty big. Uh, not a sponsor. It is powered. How many how many batteries do you think this thing uses? <laughs> uh, you're talking about AAAs or what? <laughs> Potentially. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd say 3,000 AAA batteries. Brown, how about you? Uh, put me down for 69 AA batteries. Nice. Double okay. A. He's going double A's though. This is powered by not, not either. It didn't list double or triple A, oh, obviously. <laughs> but um, 1,000 lithium ion batteries that are specifically designed to handle the intense pressure. Hmm. Probably like, how many was it? 1,000, you said? 1,000. Probably like 1,000 car batteries, right? Is that what they're saying? I would think so. What, they're lithium ion? Hmm. So they're so, like little watch batteries. Exactly. <laughs> thousand by 1,000. Can you imagine having to change that out? Okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> 
So for the range, it can go a hundred kilometers at two point five knots, or hundred and fifty kilometers at one point five knots. You need to get that zoom in. Yeah, you need to like bump that up. Yeah, three hundred knots doesn't have to be quiet or anything. No, who's gonna attack it? Yeah. Like what is that? Yeah. So this was actually used in a fairly well-known incident. This was sent to take mass spectrometer readings during or after the Deepwater Horizon disaster. Makes sense, yeah. So it was actually sent down into the underwater oil plume 19 times to determine the chemical makeup and the direction of the plume. It's a century. Wow. Keeping us safe with all those torpedoes. That's true. <sighs> yes, it is. It's only the truth. All right. All right, Brom. Tube three, ready to fire, sir. Commence the countdown. Give it to me. You guys ready? Uh, yeah. So you guys already got a hint of what I'm doing this week, but I got to say I had quite a bit of fun compiling this. So we were trapped on the bottom of the seabed watching the chamber and some of us were trapped watching the terrible movie in our bedrooms if you were to be trapped on the bottom of the sea though what's if you could only have one movie what movie would that be and that is what i asked uh our our fellow hosts and i asked some uh, other of the major players in the submarine world so this is the uh, list, uh, basically desert island discs, uh, but for the uh, the bottom of the sea. This is our top nine list of, of movies that you would want to bring along with you if you're going to be trapped down there for any length of time. Oh, so, man. All right. That VHS now, you should specify these do not have to be submarine films, correct? These do not have to be submarine films. And there's nine of them. It's not really counting down. I'm just gonna. Uh, it's it's in not a, a any particular order really. Just these are these are the nine movies. If you were if we were if you uh, invited us along for your excursion to the bottom of the sea, these are the movies we'd be bringing along with us. These are the v, these are the VHS tapes that are being worn out. <laughs> that do, is uh, correct. Do we have Lord of the Rings one, two, and three on there? Unfortunately, we do not. I thought about Woo. it. I thought about it for mine, but. Uh, Decided to go a little lighthearted. I'm thinking if we're going to be on the bottom of the sea, we're going to be pretty blue down in the dumps, and I need we need something to pick us up. So that's kind of where I went with mine. But here okay. we go. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Zach the Backbone is contributing Dumb and Dumber. Ah, it's very good. <laughs> oh, that is a good one. Kyle El Capitan bringing Django Unchained. Wow, Ooh. interesting choice. Why, why, why necessarily Django Unchained? I just love that movie. It's got everything. It is funny. It's got fun. It's got funny it's stuff. Funny stuff. It's good got some action. action. Yeah, storyline's amazing. Looks good. Yeah, I'm just surprised because I, I, it's not my favorite of the Tarantinos. Yeah, like I, I think if I had to bring one that I would like watch a whole bunch, maybe Inglorious Bastards would be my guy. Well, that's a really good one too. Um, I also love the Western aspect. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, there's good. something about him. Yeah, Jamie Foxx and Christoph Waltz and that. That's my favorite Tarantino Leo. movie. That's your favorite one? Yeah. See, I don't know. I see. I, I feel like at the same time when I was seeing that, I saw uh, Inglorious Bastards not too long before that. And I think that was the previous year or two years before that or something like that. I didn't know. I, I, I didn't remember that was a Tarantino movie. 
Oh yeah, oh yeah. And I, I came like out that of that one, one too. Being I like, like Django better though. My mind, Arriva Derj. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the next one uh, will will uh, be coming from someone that uh, listeners of the Down Periscope episode might remember, Keenan, the brother of Kyle El Capitan. Oh wow! Oh, here we go. See, that's a deep dive. Uh, Kyle, do you want to take a guess at what Keenan might have brought along? Oh man, is it Space Jam? <laughs> it is not Space Jam. It is Gladiator. Uh-huh. Oh, oh, that's a good one that too. It's a really good movie. I feel like visually, it is a very visually interesting film. So you get a lot out of it. You can kind of like oh, feast yeah. your eyes every once in a while on some Gladiator. Oh yeah, we got. It's, I love that movie. That's one of my. That's favorites. a good one. Yeah, it's yeah. funny. We're now we're giving like a bunch of commentaries. Zach's came up and was like Dumb and Dumber, and we're like, <laughs> oh okay, cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, it's a good movie. Good movie. Cool. We'll we'll, we'll mention Dumb and Dumber again. Um, but the next one is going to come from the podcast fanatic blog. Oh. Guy who gave us a glowing review, and we've mentioned him a couple times now. He contributed the same movie that I wanted to contribute. I actually ended up having to change mine. Oh, wow. He picked V for Vendetta. Oh, oh. interesting. I haven't, you know, I've only seen that one time. Well, these, all these That's other films a great are, movie. All these other films are being mentioned, I've, I've seen a whole bunch of times. Yeah, V for Vendetta. Uh, I love it. I think it's going to age well, too. I think it's going to be just one of those really popular movies and really always have a cult following, but love it. It is a great film. But I had to uh, switch mine up a little bit, and again, I went a little lighthearted. The artist formerly known as Brahm is bringing along Billy Madison. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, there you go. I think that's the correct that not, choice not as far as Adam ago. Sandler. Me and uh, just, fellow, fellow co-hosts watched it uh, at our Bowling Green homecoming, and we're dying laughing and quoted it all weekend, and we still just quote it all the time. It's just a good one. Yeah. I just recently watched Happy Gilmore. And Another I've very good recently one. watched that one, and I think, yeah, I like Happy Gilmore more. I like that one a lot more, but they're both good. Our uh, English correspondent in the field, Patrick. Oh, yes? He's bringing along Here on Earth. By Little Chris Klein? Okay, say, starring, I need to explain this a little starring bit. Starring Chris <laughs> Klein and Lily Sobieski. So... Here on Earth is one of. <laughs> By the way, Jamie is just like smiling ear to ear. While <laughs> so here, here on Earth, okay, stupid movie. We just inducted Here on Earth into the Hall of Fame on BadMovieTwins.com. Yeah, that's BadMovieTwins.com, and uh, we literally like in the induction speech, we were just like, it's got everything we want. Like we, it's it's the perfect movie of being like. We would be like, you got to watch this terrible movie. It's so hilarious, and we watch it, and we'd be just rolling on the floor laughing while everyone else would just be like are they okay? Like this movie is not interesting and not very funny or weird. What's going on? But like, it's got everything we want out of it. Like it's got yeah. like create, like the acting is crazy. It's got like multiple monologues throughout that you can just kind of like latch onto and be like, what is happening? And then like a crazy dance, two, two crazy dance sequences. Uh, Chris Klein is like a maniac. Uh, it's just, everything about it is great. I just watched it like a week ago. How uh, many times have you seen that movie? Oh, I don't know. 10 times. Wow, something like that. <laughs> I watch it like every year. <laughs> it's like Christmas. <laughs> uh, oh, oh my gosh! Speaking of Jamie the ointment, he is bringing along Wet Hot American Summer. Yeah, so that's another oh, one that I can watch yeah. over and over and over again. I, I debated between that and Anchorman. Um, Anchorman's another one that I watched almost every day in the summer to the point where I could quote almost the entire movie through, like just like yeah. from start to end. 
And Wet Hot American Summer was another one where like I'd watch it and like it'd be like the 80th time I watched it and it would be like, holy shit, I never noticed that. There's like a million jokes in it oh, that you yeah. can just keep on like digging out. It's a good movie. It's really good. Alex the Mustard Man is contributing Rat Race. Jesus. Oh, man. <laughs> I just watched that with uh, my wife not too long ago because we hadn't seen it in such a long time. And <laughs> that movie. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I didn't watch it again. I was a kid. I think I watched it at the drive-in. Uh, we had a drive-in <laughs> movie theater, you know. The dive. Good. He ends up film. having to take uh, take that whole bus of Lucy's out. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> it went like they end up flipping the bus or something, and we're like, "Wait!" <laughs> He's just losing his shit. So great. Then Smash Mouth at the end. Oh. and lastly lastly here we got eric marino friend friend of the show and uh featured guest many a times a veteran uh submariner he is bringing along down periscope makes sense oh yeah you'd have to man you'd have to bring something and i feel like that's a that's a fun submarine film to bring along although i could also have seen someone say crimson tide yeah, but then it's it might instill one. the uh, the little bug in your head about uh, mutiny. Oh, sure. Yeah, you don't want to let people know what's up. Got a yeah. little uh, story about this. Uh, I got this via via Twitter from Eric, and he gave me a little rationale saying that Harlan Williams and Toby Huss was making him cry laughing uh, still to this day. And he rated Lauren Holly a 10 out of 10 and said, hashtag submarines, all I need from a movie. Lauren Holly ended up liking the tweet. Wow. Really? So I, res- I I responded and said, what about you, Lauren Holly? If you were trapped on the ocean floor in a mini sub, what's the one movie you'd like to be stuck with? I said, we've got one. <laughs> she said I've got, anything yet? I said, we've got one vote for Don Periscope and one vote for Dumb and Dumber already. You are well represented. She liked it. She didn't, <laughs> she didn't respond. She didn't respond. Uh, she could have been number Lauren one on our Holly. list. Too. Should I say it? Lauren Holly, go say for it. it. Come on the podcast. <laughs> yes come on the podcast please do don't just like this episode come on yeah. the, come on the next one <laughs> yeah that'd be great <laughs> yeah yeah well maybe not maybe we'll have to pick and choose a good one <laughs> we'll get you on a good one <laughs> yeah the next the next couple aren't the best films we're ever gonna see no, um, no, no. but you know whatever do you like steven seagal what are uh, you thinking? duh who doesn't <laughs> wow that's great countdown brown well thank you and yeah. uh, I had a lot of fun I like fun that Patrick's, because uh, full disclosure, Patrick did not actually respond <laughs> when I asked him about this. And so I, I threw in here on earth for him, but I think he'd be happy with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very good. Here on earth. Yeah. Is I mean, you guys are twins. I think you can yeah. speak for him. That's well, we bad were just talking about how it's like the best. Uh, is that bad movie twins? Like, that is bad movie twins. <laughs> I think we've said this like eight times. This episode. Yeah. You don't have like, Two extra clicks this week. Yeah, we don't. I mean, you're you're talking about doubling our click. Yeah. (laughs) Stuff. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yeah. You guys ready for some Russian YouTube? Thanks for listening to Submersion. Find us on SoundCloud and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Can't get enough of us? Don't forget to subscribe for new episodes every Thursday. 
And if you like what you heard, please go ahead and give us a rating.